So I'm here with Jeff Rutherford. We actually, I'll probably upload the uh, the one with with Joe and Kyra right before this, and uh, so you might have just been listening to them talk about making Jeff's movie. But um, Jeff's, you know, Jeff's the the creative mind behind it, and we have our screening together on Wednesday for one of his music videos and a few other shorts that he is you know not not didn't work on but like friends with the filmmakers and definitely helped curate um and yeah we were just talking about my juggling a million things right now and um i think i'm you know i i don't like to it's actually like a nerve-wracking existence i like to be focused and uh more meditative but right now i'm like the way i think about these things is that getting you know getting audiences aware of i want i want to find connections to audiences for these films and i want to get the different crowds knowing each other so it's like i i'm doing three screenings this week and it's on purpose because i want like your people to know about miles's people to know about jordan's people and i want them all to you know to do things together and to watch all the movies, you know? So we're doing three screenings tonight. We're doing our shorts on Wednesday. We're doing Hanahaha, which I screened last year, that one slam dance last year. We're opening that on Friday at AMC. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know, I'm trying to build structure around this stuff because it's just, it's tough. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think like, you know, you're definitely, you know, obviously just like having been in Park City and stuff and, you know, seeing familiar faces and new faces and stuff. And and a lot of those people also are, are folks that I know, you know, you've either had screenings for or having things in the works for them and stuff. And so, you know, I think like for me, part of what's happened also over the last year is just, just through making a movie, obviously you're, um, you know, you're building your audience through that, you know, tripping it around to festivals and stuff, but you're also, at least my experience has been, it's like, I, I'm, I'm also finally building, yeah, just a network most specifically in New York that was there, but kind of untapped, you know? And, and so like at the end of the day, just by having a film that people are seeing and that is going to festivals and that people are then talking with other people about like, you know, Roger, you know, who you, kind of connected us with and then now has become a, a you know a friendly person for us and you know he's behind the hannah ha ha thing and so then it's just like oh, you know you to roger yeah yeah oh great i was just yeah. that's why i was two minutes late because i was talking to roger just now yeah that's awesome yeah so yeah so then yeah we got to connect a bunch of times in park city and so then it's just yeah those kind of things feel nice and at the end of the day like you know making small movies and making art house films and stuff it it has to in in some ways be about the relationships you know and be about the friendships that you're forming and stuff so that Very seems to be some, that's important to you too so you know it's like got to always be i think a, a a paramount focus for sure yeah i mean that's all of it for me is like i look at these things as i'm sort of working like like i you know I want to look at things from the inside out in, in the sense of relationships, in the sense of like, um, I want to form what I have, give it shape and structure, and then 
bring like I, I want to build my structure and then I want to find things that fit for that rather than the, the, like like I think most of what our industry is built upon is is like people who are pitching things you know who come up with an idea and then you go and you find I think yesterday I was kind of saying like you know it's it's uh it's like someone built you know someone has a square peg and you just run around looking for a square hole to put it into and I'm kind of the opposite it's like I want to I want to build a base where I have this um I have this structure and we have things that that we have we have resources and assets and and people that are looking for things from us and then we build the things accordingly and same with relationships it's like i would rather do more with fewer than know everyone you know so the way that i look at these things is like you know when when we talked about showing your feature versus showing some shorts it's like i i think of it as a as a it's a great thing to showcase your feature but it's also a great thing to like engender more community around you and nyu and the people who are you know in my you know one degree of separation away purview and engendering you know connecting with them deeper i would rather connect more i'd rather do more stuff so like i'd rather do all the henahaha stuff like we did a great screening last year and then like it's not redundant to me to do it again, you know, to host also their premiere premiere, their public premiere, because it's like it solidifies that. And then those people are gonna be like, whatever we know that we speak to each other and we respect each other and pay attention to what, you know, the cadence. And it's like when I want to send them a literally like perfect day for caribou, we have the language to share that with them and they're gonna come. And I don't, I need to do less pitching and selling, and it's like more connect. I I like making it more connected. Roger won uh, Hannah Haha, Jordan, Josh, and Roger. They won Slam Dance last year. Mm -hmm. Josh uh, did his U.S. premiere, um, North American premiere at Slam Dance. So you know that's a great and both New Yorkers, and that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So what was slam dance like? It was great. Um, yeah, I mean, it was always kind of one of the festivals, you know, we kind of had hoped like from the, from the beginning that, you know, we would get kind of one of the bigger European festivals as the sort of first, uh, you know, screening of it. That was Locarno where they yeah. Yeah, and so that was kind of a dream, and that experience was great, and and they were super generous with us there. And so then after that, it was honestly, it really was slam dance that we looked to that said, okay, who who in in North America is looking to take movies like ours and looking to like showcase something that's a little bit, um, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever people are defining it as, like that might be friendly to us. And so, yeah, it was amazing. The community there was so great, and like you know, just being in park city. Um, yeah. Again, just getting to see a lot of people that, uh, I either know from New York or from NYU and then kind of then also building the community at slam dance was great. I mean, I think what you find at slam dance is just a lot of filmmakers that, you know, and I'm sure you find this at a lot of festivals, but just what I was struck by there is just a lot of filmmakers that are just really earnest 
and passionate in their pursuit, you know, like kind of almost as a rule, they've made a really small movie. And, you know, I think there's just sort of like, like we did a, like the opening event most for, like formal first event was like, we all sat in a room and passed the microphone around and introduced ourselves. And I think everyone was kind of surprised that we were actually doing That's like a, thing, a first yeah. day of school type moment. Uh, and so I think it, the the awkwardness kind of faded away and everyone was just really appreciative that we were doing it. And yeah, it was just people standing up and saying their name and saying their film and maybe a little bit of how it came to be. And so that was, that. Is, that, is that, is that like Dan Mervish is not active anymore. Is he? I think he is. I, he wasn't yeah. there. And I think it's the first year he wasn't there like in okay. person. Um, so like Peter Baxter and, and I think a lot of the guys who, and gals who were, were initially a part of it are still involved. Um, cool. So yeah, it was like a, a formal slam dance event. And so anyway, that kind of, I think, speaks to the ethos of the festival that just like everybody's approachable. Um, you know, everybody is, you know, really making films because they have something personal to say, or at least it comes from a personal place. And so I, it was also a cool contrast to Locarno where like Locarno is this kind of legendary, glamorous European festival that was a great, provided great audiences for us. And then to come to slam dance where it's like, you know, we did, we, you know, we made the film in the States. It's an American festival and like kind of being in this environment where it's like way more stripped down and it's really just about, you know, these artistic films. Like it was, it was really, yeah, I'm super grateful that they, they wanted us and it was a, it was a good, good time. I was talking to Brenna Power yesterday who we're going to show on Wednesday via mm -hmm. you. Um, mm -hmm. and I watched her film actually even before you mentioned and I, and I liked mm -hmm. that, so I'm really happy that you connected that she mm -hmm. was talking about the submission process and what she learned from the programmers there and I, I know a few of them like Brian comes to screenings in New York a lot Brian mm -hmm. Radigan from non-films and uh, um, what's we were talking about film freeway and like all mm -hmm. the scams of all like like the you know mm -hmm. you, submit, you pay a submission fee and you know mm -hmm. or you pay for an award or you pay for a review whatever yeah. um in contrast to what slam dance is where i guess there's sort of three tiers now it's like you have your scammy festivals like that then you've got most of the big ones are just like submitting is not a thing it's you know someone right. and you get in because you have been you know, shepherded through. And right. what was cool is she was walking me through and I haven't like talked to Brian or any of the people in detail about these things. The submission process, how they have like all of these vetting procedures and these viewing procedures. And there's like a whole team watching. I mean, I would never, I was saying this out loud, like I program all the time and like I program through relationships, you know, like I, I show stuff I like, but I mean, I just also happen to watch a ton of movies. But I program through relationships and uh, and they program through this like crazy system of watching things and rewatching things and getting multiple people to communicate about their, you know, and, and average out and break ties and stuff with yeah. and stuff. It's crazy. And, and it's wonderful. Yeah, that that it's a meritocracy. Like, totally. yeah. And I think, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot to be said about the way that different festivals, you know, are are truly running their submissions and then making their selections. And I think that, uh, yeah, slam dance just like well and truly is we, we can be certain is one of the ones that really has a true, like unbiased objective 
obviously it's subjective to a degree, right? Cause you're, you're still having human beings selecting them. But, but I mean, I know that they, yeah, I mean, it's very likely that Brenna or myself or some of these other alums now, like will be invited back to be part of the programming team. And that's because they actually ask well, so part many of the programming team to, or a part of the selections. Yeah. So like, oh, we, wow. I think that we Wait, might be invited films play or for them to ask you about more films to play. So, yeah. So from what I understand through a couple of people I talked to as well, and like one of the programmers is like, because I'm an alum, it, I don't, I'm not making an assumption, but basically alums often get asked back and say like, Hey, would you like to be a part of the selection process for cool. this year? And so then it's like, all right, you already kind of know the ethos. So you have a mentality that probably aligns. And then, yeah, I mean, one of the programmers was saying like, he's like, usually what happens is there, everyone's really eager at the first email to be like, yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be involved. He's like, and then people fall off because like four films in, you're like, wow, this is going to be a lot. And then 12 films in, you're like, this is going to be a lot. And then it's like 80 films in, you're like, you know, like I, I it really is a thing that, and again, you know, all this stuff, I think for a festival or a project, anything, it all works in tandem. It all contributes to the ethos. So if a festival is really that committed to making their selections that way, it's going to bleed into the festival experience and the types of people that are really passionate about that festival, you know, and, and it was great. Like having some of my NYU buddies, you know, that were seeing a bunch of movies at Sundance or things like that come over you know, to the treasure mountain Inn and sit in these tiny little rooms that are super intimate. They were always, it is funny. Now, you know, the contrast between these two festivals. Yeah, like, exactly. And I'm like, it's, it's on it's, main street, but it is super lo-fi. It is. Yeah, like, and it's intentionally irreverent, I think. Uh -huh. And like, and all of my buddies were like, this is awesome. They're like, this is one of the best screening rooms here, you know, like, <laughs> and you know, and I, and I, cause Landance is not promoting itself as like, you know, come play your movie. Like, come play your DCP in five one. No, it's on like a 1080p bank projector. Like Yeah. Yeah. So um I think my projector that we're showing on, you know, is more expensive than than the one that they use there, I'm pretty sure. Like and unless it's just, it. yeah. Yeah. And it's just a part of again, I think it's just a part of the ethos and it really is just independent. And yeah, I really just I just really appreciate that, you know, as someone that did make a really truly independent film yeah. and that work gets thrown around a lot, you know? And so like, that's, I think it is a festival. It's still just trying to hold on to that energy. You mean like 1001 winning the, uh, the grand jury prize at the independent film festival this year? I, I don't even, I'm not even aware of the winners of those types of things. Usually. I mean, Disney won Sundance this year. Right. Literally <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, I'm not, I have no problem with exactly. Like, I don't think it needs to be the independent film festival. A lot of people uh, pride those things. I, I just, independent thought, you know? So, so A.V. Rockwell is, is making great work and doing it, you know, she's completely like, you know, doing it herself. Um, that it is getting supported by this gigantic system. Great, cool, whatever, you know? All mm. I care about is that I like the results, you know? So there were a bunch of years um, where I didn't like the results and I thought it was sort of snake eating its own tail and the whole Sundance ecosystem just became, you know, the derivatives of itself. And it got really, you know, it's cool that you built this system of labs and, 
um, you know, and uh, and grants and and filmmaker camp and all these different um, verticals of programming and all this stuff. But you, what it what it created was just it it solidified the sameness of it. And this year, I just I just liked the movies a lot more, which was really cool. I didn't think they strayed so far from the Sundance, you know, to use your word ethos, but um, I just liked them more. They were like the best versions of that. So it's it's been like about a decade of solidifying that what a Sundance movie is, but now they like made them in ways that I like them. <laughs> so I was really excited about that because I've always kind of been like, I don't want Sundance to change actually. I think that that is a thing in the industry is great. Same with Netflix. I don't want Netflix to change. We just need to also build like the idiosyncratic things, the things for like someone who just has an idea in their heart and they want to go make it unrelated to this marketplace or programming strategy or whatever. Like there are people out there, you know, I think, I think Netflix filmmakers are akin to commercial directors and which is fine, you know, outside of the Inuri twos and whatnot and the Roman Gavrases, um, who that who just get those, that's just patronage, really. And they just get to they, Netflix just pays to put their name next to them, which is great. Um, but but 90% of the movies on Netflix are people making they're they're just creating it's a job, you know, they're just making a thing for this platform. And I felt that Sundance, the same thing happened, that people are packaging movies to be Sundance kinds of movies. And and that is, so I look at that and I'm not like upset by that. I think that's awesome that that is offered. And if someone wants to go grow their career through that and then bounce and then do something else, they got the platform and they won and then they get to go. So I think that's an awesome thing. I just am very aware that that's not mine. And so I, I'm I'm very just like, I want to create or I want someone to create, or I have to, you know, whatever it is that we have to to make connections with audiences. So I look at it that way. It's like A24 has their thing, but you got to make it the A24 way. So everything out there right now is like, there's no real support for just like, this is cool. This is good. I want that. I want to see what happens there. No, it's that we have, I worked at Apple and, and what eventually happened was like, build infrastructure along certain types of creative paths and then just find more and more stuff that works for that and yeah like i guess i'm i'm doing a similar thing now with building my infrastructure actually because there's really no way around it i'm just doing a different you know i just want things for different tastes you know so there's the sundance taste there's the netflix taste there's the a24 taste and want more things you know mm -hmm. well yeah and i can only imagine too like you know my <clears throat> festival experience is is you know limited to you know a couple regional festivals with shorts and stuff and then and then this experience with caribou um but you know just there's so much content now and, yeah. and there's there also are so many festivals and also there are just so many good films like that's that's at the end of the day like that's all that you feel there's so many good films well i mean there's so many well qualified for the festivals or or great films i just think in general like i just think that like uh there there are certainly films that are not great 
<laughs> but but like I just think that I can only imagine the difficulty with these festivals and and also having they have to carve out a path, right? Like they do have to they do have they can't they can't all be the same because then how do you choose or like or how do you you know then as an audience member if you're like oh I want to keep my eye on what comes out of you know director's fortnight I always like those movies right like that is a part of now what the like cinema lover is looking at you know or if you're like oh I my system is is I just keep an eye on what comes out of the dramatic competition at Sundance like that's what I'm going to see this year you know what i mean like it is now part of it um and then the streamers have that too right like oh do you tend to like the originals from hulu if if you do you're probably paying for that if and if you have no interest you're not you know so it's just like i can i think it's all kind of wrapped up in there's just the saturation of content right and so then how do you define you know how do you how do you curate a selection of films or put a selection of films on your streaming platform? How do you do that in a way that's um, you know tasteful or or you really believe in the films, but also you have to be brand conscious as you do it? You know, like it's not something that I I can speak to really, like you know. But obviously, I'm I've made a film and I'm I'm putting it out into the world. That's the point of view I have. Um, but I can imagine you know, those are really conscious decisions to say, yeah, these are the types of things we want to be aligned with or, or maybe it isn't, uh, 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 there's not, maybe there isn't a checklist. I mean, I think we've heard that about Netflix, right? That sometimes there actually is a checklist of like, we should make content that X, Y, and Z. Mandates, yeah. Um, but I think oftentimes it might just be like, oh, we'll just watch something and we just feel that this is our brand, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Bardo certainly doesn't fit any particular brand you know mandate but they yeah. do it because it's a by you know inner too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i think it's a wild world where you know like back in the day not even that long ago it was just movie theaters the stuff got into a movie theater and you picked and sometimes yeah there's the angelica and there's the amc and there's like the lincoln center and they have slightly different but it's really going to the movies you know it's like you're gonna you're gonna go and you're gonna go to the movies and there's a selection of things that get to the the point of being in movie theaters. And that is it. And everything that is of a certain level that programmers in general think you should see will be playing in your movie theater. As long as you live in New York City, you'll get everything. If you live in other places, you get just less. Um, but now it's like you you pick, you, you, I, I imagine most consumers, I, I don't, because this is what I do, but you pick Hulu, or maybe you pick Netflix, or maybe you pick Tubi, you know, whatever. And it's just like, you watch a lot of Hulu then. Like if you subscribe to HBO versus Hulu, like you watch a lot of what HBO puts out and there might be all this stuff on Hulu that you just miss and you have no connection to. And then what, you know, Mm -hmm. where does the world go from there? Cause it's not the same as I go to, like the person who buys a ticket, like who has a membership, it's not the same as like, I'm a member at Lincoln Center So I'm more likely to get a ticket to the Lincoln Center movies than I am the MoMA movies, where I'm not Mm -hmm. a member. They offer similar things, different, you know, slightly different curation, but like, I'm just going to go to Lincoln Center more often. It's a marginal cost. You know, the difference is like, you're paying 10 to go to Lincoln Center versus 15 to go to MoMA, if you're a member. You know, it's like, 
if you really want to go to the movie at MoMA, you just you'll go to the movie at MoMA. You might hear about it a little bit more being at Lincoln Center, but generally, like you want to go to MoMA, you're going to go to MoMA. Now, you don't have the app installed on your on your Apple TV. You don't open, and you don't you're not on the newsletter. You don't know what like if you're an HBO subscriber and not a Hulu subscriber, you just don't know that the thing exists. And you might hear about it. It might be so big that you might hear about it because you get, you know, you look at vulture.com or something like that. And there's an article about it. And then you're like, oh, and, and that's how they get new customers and whatever. But it's so hard to penetrate that versus the difference of someone goes to Lincoln Center once a week, but this week they're going to go to MoMA instead. That's like not a big draw. That's not a big decision. Mm -hmm. Very achievable. But to get someone to subscribe to Hulu because of this movie that they saw an interview or a good review, you got to subscribe to the, what I would do is I would download it on, you know, YTS.PM. Like I would, I would BitTorrent it. Yeah, I, it is, it is interesting to think about. Um, Yeah, it is interesting to think about, you know, I, I don't like, you know, in earlier days of movies where, you know, watching films on your television either wasn't wasn't an option or was was yeah. a fairly new option. I wonder what that awareness was around. Obviously, you know, there was the era of just like where it was just big studios, you know, and stuff before the 70s and things. But I do wonder, was there really even much was there a like a social consciousness around who what studio was putting out a certain film you know it's like now now we know some legendary names of like of of producers and executives from back in those days but like but now it's like there really is it, it again you and i we always <laughs> i always have to remember like you and i are people who love film and so like to us certain things are not that crazy to know but like a lot of it might not be common knowledge oh you know ed pressman i was at ed pressman's memorial you know right. last week and 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 you know mary harron who was at your screening she was mm -hmm. there and spoke really beautifully she did american psycho yeah charlie says and dolly land with with ed and you know ed has this insane filmography that if you rattle off those films people people know but like uh, the average viewer doesn't know that that was all produced by Ed Pressman. Right. That is even less today. You know, right. like, right. so people know Scott Rudin, Harvey Weinstein, Ed Pressman, some. But mm -hmm. now those, you know, I think those are probably like as, as shitty as it is to say that the, those are top three filmographies for a producer in our, you know, in the last 30, 40 years. Um, but now they know A24, maybe? Right. Yeah. That's just what I know. know because now that is. Yeah, now that does carry a lot of weight, right? It's like we yeah. were just saying the thing about, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on these festivals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely people that are like, I'm just keeping an eye on A24. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think people keep an eye on Focus or Searchlight or mm -hmm. STC or anything. like. I don't think they know that those mm -hmm. companies, they certainly do not know who Tom Bernard, you know, or any of these people are. Like, A24 has got a brand. For you and I, like a neon film is worth a look, but like the consumer doesn't. My dad doesn't. My dad didn't know what neon was. My dad's like a big, you know, vet, watches a lot of movies, art guy. He didn't know what neon was. He knew what A24 was. But mm -hmm. I told him that his company is like neon. Not, mm -hmm. He said he said he was looking at like a, he has a record label. And I told him that he was more like neon. 
than he was A24. And he was trying to see how can I be more like A24? And I was like, you're not. You're more like Neon. And he's like, what's Neon? And I was like, you've watched like <laughs> tons of their movies. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I think it's, I guess, you know, everybody's just, just finding their way. And, you know, those... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, the the branding part is a whole consideration that is a little beyond my scope. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just trying to make a film, I guess. <laughs> so 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 let's go. I know you know we got a few minutes. Like, mm -hmm. talk to me about the stage that I got a lot of the background on. You know how Caribou came together. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about where you're at today. You know, you just did Slam Dance and you're now, you know, you're obviously like, they talked about looking for a buyer, looking for distribution, stuff like that. Um, I talked about like the idea of building a groundswell, finding a good solid theatrical distribution partner where you guys are really responsible for filling the seats. And then yep. with a goal of like doing August movie Locarno curation drop, like that would be really cool. And I think they'd be into that. But like, yeah, where where are you at today? What are you focused on? The life of I think maybe through the lens of like you just made this movie, you just you just did your North American festival premiere. What is the day to day like for the the filmmaker today? Two weeks out of that premiere. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just um, I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a balance of a couple things. You know, I think like sometimes it's a balance of uh, doing things that feel proactive, you know, where that might be, uh, you know, stuff related to press or, or, or following up with conversations with people from 12 months ago, nine months ago to a week ago. Like sometimes it feels like these proactive things that, um, you know, that feel, or there's a, this, there's a feeling that maybe it moves the needle a little bit or, or it keeps the conversation going. And then I think sometimes also there is just um there's there's value to like patience you know uh and um and there's right that's at the risk of sounding like it, that means sitting and waiting i think there is th there is value to patience and you know because we also you know you mentioned scammy film freeway stuff yeah. like there's there's scammy you know I'm a sale. I'm a sales rep, or they're scamming. Oh hell like, yeah! Here's well, I got an email from some guy. Uh, I guess he saw my like WhatsApp group or something like that, uh, offering his services for South by Southwest, like mm -hmm. for sales, basically for anything. And right. it's like, oh, you do everything. Wow, you must be major. You know, like mm -hmm. right. has photos in the email with like it looks like like random celebrities mm -hmm. that look like they're like surprised, you know, like it was so weird. And, you yeah. know, bring like, like service for hire, like, man. Yeah. And so, I mean, for me, honestly, it just feels like at this point, um, you know, most things or a lot of things, everything's on the table in terms of how this film kind of finds its audience. And so, um, you know, I think the things that you hinted at are like all very good possibilities. Like, you know, we are looking for a buyer. I think the film has really resonated in a way that I have been really pleased about. Like, I think, um, you know, there's this, there's this tendency, at least on a first glance at it, or like, uh, to be like, oh, it's a black and white film and it's kind of a quiet movie. And, 
it screened at Locarno and it screened at Slam Dance, so it must be this really like artsy film. Uh-huh. Which like obviously we tried to be artistic about it. That's what we're doing. But I've been really heartened by how much audiences have been having a or have been having an, an emotional reaction to the film. You know, like I got some DMs like after Slam Dance, they were like, "Thanks for sharing this film." I was in tears at the end of it. And I was like, "Like that's and honestly, when I get those kind of messages, I'm just like, thank you for telling me. It's way easier right. to not pick up your phone and message me, but like." that's at the end of the day, like what, yeah, what encourages me to like still continue to try to connect to people through making movies. And so, so with all that said, like, I just know the film has an audience that would like to see it. I'm really happy that the people that have seen it so far have gotten to see it. And so whether that, you know, continuing to grow the audience, whether that comes through, you know, some traditional distribution, whether that comes through doing some more screenings here in New York, um to try to build the community whether that is something that's a little bit more you know uh self-driven you know and par- making our own partners and stuff i just don't I know all, yet. All, yeah all. yeah exactly <laughs> and like like you said like like i said at the beginning like i think it's all on the table you know it's like and we have and honestly that was a thing that coming out of slam dance like was an inspiring element of it was just like looking at so many of these films that like yeah, I was like encouraged by them and looking at anything from shorts to features and docs and different and animated things like these, these filmmakers are just making movies because they wanted to say something or they wanted to try something or they wanted to connect. And so it doesn't have to like making films isn't about really anything other than those things. And so Slam Dance was a really good setting to just kind of almost be reminded of that. You know, it's easy to start to get you kind of run away with some thoughts about like, Oh, I would love if this happened, you know, but then at the end of the day, it's like, I, it's, it's cliche to say probably, but it is true. Like at the end of the day, it's like, I just want people to see the thing that a lot of people that I'm friends with worked hard on. And I want people to see the thing that I think will connect with a lot of them, you know? And so like, I'm just open to, you know, uh, sort of like varied paths about how we continue to find, People and honestly, help continue to be able to find the movie. Like one thing, this is like this is kind of a little goofy example that kind of speaks to what the, your the kind of the question you're asking is. Like, I had said to Kyra and Joe at one point, like after Locarno or maybe right before, I was like, honestly, I we obviously have these aspirations for the film. Like, we think it's capable of this, and we would love for these things to happen. But at the end of the day, I would be really delighted if this movie in 10 years and again we're talking in a different world than when when we were growing up and like maybe you had a good cable subscription so you could find stuff on like showtime you know whatever whatever like it's i know it's different now but it's like i found so many movies sitting in my basement from the time i was nine to yeah yeah. 17 just like clicking through and being like that looks weird or like you know and then like and then being like oh this is like what we would call a cult movie that like I was watching as a 12 year old and it was really significant for me to, to have those experiences and to feel like I was discovering it. Nobody had told me about it. And so I'm like, at the end of the day, if, if that is some, if some version of that is caribou's trajectory, I would be very, it would make me very content. Like, I, you know I mean? To have that thought that, you know, like in 10 years, some, somebody emails me and is like, Hey, just, this is super weird film. Like I've never heard of this or whatever, you know, whatever it is. It's just like, I think that there are a lot of ways for 
for me to look at this and go, all right, that was that was a good that was a good path for it. I'm pleased about it. People are finding it. You know, like if 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 we even have that kind of weird, you know, uh, circuitous kind of path, I'm I'm cool with that as well. Well, it'll hinge off of a lot of you know what you do next too. So people will find it through through more work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, part of that, you know, so we're doing screening on Wednesday. We're going to show some of your work there and some of the people you've collaborated with. And, you know, just like building that world around the work, I think is, and then people discover things on their own and we just, you know, the, the feedback loop. So I yeah. hope we continue to, you know, continue to grow that and make more movies and get more people into physical spaces, watching them together. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's important. I appreciate you trying to push that, push that idea along too. As much as I can. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for, for hopping on and yeah, uh, thanks, I'm gonna see you on Wednesday. Um, or in case you're around, I'm doing my screening tonight, but yeah. uh, I will definitely see you on Wednesday and yeah, to be continued. That's right. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you. Peace. All right, man. Take care.